Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. Today, we're going to tackle a topic many of us have faced, but we seldom talk about. And that's what happens when a client ghosts us for a period of time, only to return unexpectedly, but yet expecting us to drop everything and pick up right where we left off. So this is a topic that we need to get right, and today we're going to explore how to manage these situations with grace and professionalism. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I said, ghosting can happen to any of us and obviously is not predictable. So it's something that you need to have policies in place and processes to handle it if and when the client comes back. So ghosting, what does that look like? Now, we're used to hearing about it in social situations or dating, but it is a reality in the professional world as well. And design and construction projects are not immune to it. Ghosting can take many forms and happen for many reasons. It's safe to say that The most common ghosting in our world is in the beginning stages of a project. You've met with the client, you've established or are establishing the scope of work, you have offered a range of costs for the project that you're working through, the client seems thrilled, maybe you've created mood boards, brought some samples to get feedback on, and everything is going along well. You've likely had two or three meetings, and you have already found time in your schedule to add in this project. You've likely talked to trades. You're pulling resources behind the scenes so that you are ready to jump when this project gets official. And then all of a sudden, you're ghosted. You can't reach the client. Maybe you were meant to meet the following week, and they're not following up on a meeting day and time. And a day goes by, and you think, well, they didn't see my email. I'll give them a call. 
They're not answering. You leave a message. You don't hear back. This has happened to me. And I think it's safe to assume it's happened to most of us. And what I see designers do more often than not, myself included, is wonder what we did wrong. Oh, maybe I didn't follow up fast enough. Well, I told her I would email her on Friday, but I didn't email her until Monday. She probably thinks I wasn't interested. Or maybe she didn't like the design. I did see her kind of hold back when I was asking for some feedback. Maybe I missed a signal or a sign, right? It's almost like dating. What did we do wrong when the guy didn't call us back? Well, the advice I got a thousand years ago, long before marriage, from one of my closest guy friends was, if a guy wants to reach you, Renee, a guy will find a way to reach you. Same thing with a client. If a client wants to work with you, they will find a way to get a hold of you, right? You've also probably gotten those emails like I have. I said I was going to email on Friday and I forgot or was caught up on a project and didn't get to it in time. A client that really wants to work with me often will send me a proactive email. Hey, Renee, didn't hear from you today. Are we still on to meet next week? That's the kind of reaction of a client that wants to work with you. So the other reaction I hear designers say is, oh, I'm not being ghosted. They just must be busy or tied up. Oh, they have young kids. Maybe one was sick. Maybe they decided to take a quick long weekend away. All of those are possible. But the reality also is they may have ghosted you for a reason. In my experience, it has little to nothing to do with the designer. It is more typical to be along the lines of cold feet. They wanted to do this project. They got really excited when they saw the designs and the possibilities and the vision you were bringing. And they thought, oh gosh, I think this is getting away from me. Maybe I didn't want to do it this big. Maybe this was just something that should be put off until fill in the blank. Another possibility and a strong possibility is finances. There are very few clients out there that truly understand what a project will cost. And in the world of HGTV, they're given poor information on what things really cost. And you know my opinion on HGTV, that is one of them. So, for example, a homeowner on the East Coast in the Mid-Atlantic area of the U.S. is calling a designer thinking they're going to get pricing similar to what they watched on an HGTV episode of a project done in rural Mississippi. Makes sense as to why they would be confused when they were presented estimate numbers in a totally different part of the country with totally different costs across all boards. So again, that has nothing to do with you. You are allowed to charge what you need to charge to be in business. So please don't blame yourself or lower your costs in order to secure the job. And another reason I see clients ghosting designers early in the stages of a project is because their partner or other decision maker had no real idea of what they were getting into. The good news is, while you can't control cold feet or the financial issues, you can control a partner or decision maker not being fully dialed in. And that's by insisting that they are a part of all emails, meetings, etc., so that they are dialed in from the beginning. Now, that doesn't mean those two people are on the same page as far as finances. So again, that goes through something you can't control, an internal discussion and what their finances really are and how they'd like to best spend it. But you can control dialing that person in and one that I truly recommend you implementing if you don't already. 
So those are unfortunately more common than we'd all like them to be. But knowing that they can happen should also be a part of your process as far as implementing mitigation policies, like insisting that both decision makers are a part of these pivotal meetings, discussing finances very upfront and early in the stages so you're not wasting your time. The cold feet, that's a tough one to prevent, but be on the lookout for it. See if you can sense something in the meeting and address it immediately. The goal is if this project isn't going to happen is to stop the bleeding as soon as possible. Now that said, you are not to work for free. If they engaged your services to start the process, then they need to pay for the services that started the process. And you may be thinking, well, they're ghosting me, Renee. How can I bill them? Well, you just send them the bill. You explain that this is your time bill. And honestly, the feedback I get, both in my experiences and other designers' experiences, is they do pay those bills because they did know that they were calling a professional for their services and that nothing the professional did, let me repeat that, nothing the professional did is the reason for them ending the project together. And because you are proactively reminding them that this was a professional relationship, they typically pay it. But it's also a way of putting a pin in it and finalizing that this project is over. Now, so what happens during a project when a client just falls off the face of the earth? You can't reach them. They're ghosting you. Well, those reasons aren't necessarily that far off from a client ghosting you in the beginning. But these are situations where they do typically come back and want to restart because the project is in the middle of all the stages and their house is in some sort of disarray, depending on what stage they're in. Or if it's a new build, I'm sure you've driven by a new build under construction and week after week, you don't see guys on it. You're wondering what's happening. If it's the winter, there's snow on it. Nobody's removing it. These things do happen. Projects do stop. And there are typically two reasons. They're either ghosting the designer or construction company, or they've put the project on pause. So let's break these two out. So this is about ghosting. And then all of a sudden they're calling back and saying, okay, I'm ready. This is typically because of a personal emergency. Maybe someone got sick. Maybe they were in an accident. Maybe they have a family member that had an emergency situation and they need to take time off. And the last thing they're thinking about is you. It's not necessarily the right decision, but that is how they chose to manage this personal emergency. Another issue is finances again. Lots of things can happen during a project that you have no control over. Maybe one of them got laid off from their job. Maybe the bonus they were counting on didn't come through. Maybe they were stretched thin in the very beginning and the surprises along the way are pushing them over the edge. And another reason I see clients ghosting their designers is because their partner or the other decision maker just simply doesn't like what's happening. Maybe they weren't fully dialed in from the beginning. Maybe they didn't understand what was really happening. Maybe they can't envision the drawings in a three-dimensional space and volume. And so there's an internal battle going on. Honestly, you won't always know the reason that a client starts ghosting you. But when they reach back out and say, hi, I'm back. Let's get started. How's Monday? And it's Friday afternoon. This is where you need to take control because 
I have to assume that just because a client ghosted you doesn't mean you didn't stop reaching out. Hey, Jane, it's Renee checking in. Haven't heard from you in a bit. We've got some decisions that need to be made or orders to be placed. Hope everything is well. Let me know how I can help. Please get in touch. Things along those lines, right? So there are emails from you going and yet no responses for a period of time. This could be days. This could be weeks. Hell, it could be months. But then the email does come. More often than not, the client doesn't recognize that they were the instigator. They'll say something like, oh, hey, sorry for not being in touch. You're thinking, not being in touch? You like completely ghosted us. Like the project is on hold. What is happening here? And of course, they want you to start yesterday. But this is an opportunity for you to retake the control of the project because it isn't as simple as just, oh, great, now we're a go again. Okay, let me just put the word out to the guys. We'll be there in the morning. That is not the case. You need to set clear expectations that there is going to be time spent reactivating this project. Have an in-person meeting. Really pay attention to the body language when you're meeting. What really is going on here? Are they truly back in or is there something really wrong that needs to be addressed before even reactivating a project? You need to thoroughly explain that trades move on. And just because they've called and want to restart, that doesn't mean everybody is available or willing to just drop what they're doing and come back to a project. Additionally, depending on how long they have ghosted you for, Things may need to be reestimated. Things may no longer be available, might be back ordered. And of course, as I just mentioned, contractors have moved on. Clients aren't thinking about any of this when they are reactivating a job. I find a lot of times they're a little embarrassed, probably should be, that they did ghost you in the first place. So they sort of want to forget all of that and get back to business. Unfortunately, it isn't that easy and you shouldn't bend over backwards to make it easy. This client ghosting you has greatly impacted you. And that is a reality, right? You had a certain load of work because you determined that's what you could manage. Now, all of a sudden, one job just poof, went away unexpectedly. You've had to manage the contractors going, hey, Renee, you know, what's happening on the Jones project? I don't understand. They're likely going to be a bit pissed off because they also had it in their calendar and scheduled their other jobs accordingly. They're going to, what, what about this? And what about this order? Should I go ahead and pre-order this? And the answer is, I don't know. And then, by the way, you were counting on that income for your business. So a lot has gone on behind the scenes that I can promise you, even if the client thought about it, doesn't care. They only care about getting their project back on, good standing, and plowing forward the minute they say go. But there is another type of work stoppage that can happen besides ghosting, and that's pauses. It's not a technical term. It's just what I call it when a client needs to pause a project. The reasons are typically the same as ghosting. There's a personal emergency. They have to head out of town. They have an aging parent. Something went wrong three states away. They're gone for weeks, but can't guarantee for how long. There may be finance issues. I had a client lose their job during a project. It broke all of our hearts collectively, and there was a pause. And yes, There are times where partners or the other decision maker 
doesn't like what's happening, even though we believed they were dialed in. But again, we never truly know what's going on behind the doors of our clients' homes. And so taking time out to guess is simply a waste of time. If a client comes to you with an official, I need to pause this project, that creates a ripple effect. Like we just discussed, you've got to talk to the contractors. They need to shift their things around. They need to agree to this pause. All of this needs to be explained to the client. I understand your situation. I empathize, whatever the case may be. However, this was a professional agreement and we need to figure out the who, the what, the when, and the where. And honestly, you need to play out all the scenarios because Typically, pauses are never an exact time frame. They are a range of time frames. And when it is a pause, in my opinion, it is a goal to do whatever I can to get that project back up and running when the pause is ended because they have treated it as a professional project, knowing that this is on them. They typically start with that. Renee, I can't believe I'm having to say this, but... And so I do feel as a team member alongside the client, my need to help structure a restart when the project resumes. And you may be thinking, oh my gosh, this episode is freaking me out. I don't want clients ghosting me at any stage. I don't want projects being put on pause. And yes, to all of that, you don't want this to happen. And while there are times where circumstances are completely out of your control, which you're probably realizing now, there are ways to prevent a lot of this. So you will always hear me talking about clear, transparent, consistent communication. Let me repeat, clear, transparent, consistent communication with your clients throughout all projects. Not only does this show you're on top of things, it updates the client as to where they are. It also shows your interest in their project which typically maintains your client's interest in the project. So ghosting in the very beginning, that one's a little tricky. You typically are in constant communication. And so again, as I mentioned earlier, those work stoppages or project endings are typically are not always under your control. However, if you have met with a client, you have started some of the work, and then you got very distracted, and let's say two weeks, three weeks have gone by, and you haven't responded to the client, but when you do, they don't respond, you have to own some of the responsibility that you showed the client that you were not that interested in their project, and therefore their interest in you may have waned as well. So, of course, my recommendation is to always stay in constant communication with clients to mitigate any reasons to be ghosted in the first place. But I have to say, ghosting during a project is harder for a client to do when they are in constant communication with you, which leads more to the pauses. So if there is a personal emergency, the finances have been upended, or someone is not happy with the direction, and you are staying in constant communication, Typically, it turns into a pause where it is actively discussed and proactively scheduled and planned for, which, again, is never a great situation, but at least everyone is understanding what's happening and can come together as a team to help figure out the next steps and stages. And that is a professional way of managing a project. It's not ideal. Don't get me wrong, but it is a way 
of maintaining that connection with a client. And by the way, you stay connected with the client even during the pauses because you never know. Maybe they'll be back early. Maybe their elderly parent is doing better than they thought. And it's not going to be a month. It's going to be two weeks. Constantly communicating. Maybe in my case, the client who lost their job, it was a stressful week. We did discuss a pause. They actually got two offers the week that they were let go. So the pause turned into a minor blip, but we were all dialed in. Frankly, we all understood the situation and it turned out to be not much of anything in the end. So just because there is a pause doesn't mean you pause your communication. It just means that the stages of the project are paused until further notice. And then ultimately, your contract is your best foot forward. Now, We can all remember during the pandemic where work stoppages were epidemic and nobody could have foreseen that. And a lot of the designers, myself included, did not have a clause in our contracts that truly took this into consideration, probably because it's never happened before. So when we did restart projects, it was reasonable and our clients were understanding that there were restart fees. It was time to get back up and running. There was juggling to the schedule. This was all understood because everything in life was being handled in that same way. That said, the new trend in contracts, and you know I don't like trends unless they're going to cover my back end, the new trend is to include language about work stoppages and pauses. So I encourage you to get your contract out, look it all over. If there isn't anything in it regarding pauses in projects, contact your attorney. There should be something in there, not only calling out that these can happen, but also timing. You need to determine, is a client ghosting you and a project therefore on hold after two weeks of no communication, three weeks, for whatever you decide is within your comfort zone, That needs to be spelled out, as well as restart fees if you're going to be charging them, as well as pointing out that schedules will be reevaluated. Estimates may need to be redone. All sorts of things that we mentioned today can happen and needs to be put in your contract so that not only a client understands in the beginning as they're signing this, but also covers you in the eventuality that a client ghosts you or puts the project on pause. So again, I know some of you are thinking, oh, good Lord, this is not what I want to think about. And I agree, it is not something you want to think about. It does happen. I don't believe the preventions as well as ways to protect a designer are talked about enough. So this is an important episode to take notes, review your contract, reach out to your attorney if any changes are needed, If there's one takeaway, it's to stay in constant communication with your clients throughout projects. That is the number one item that can prevent a client ghosting you or putting a project on pause. So as always, if this episode leaves you with more questions and answers, please reach out to me through DM or in an email, renee at deviniedesign.com. I can't thank you enough for your time today and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening, and I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. 
If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com, for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.